Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. So you're eating your wheat bread and it takes me back to a story of when I was younger. And, you know, my dad came from a very large family, 13 siblings, and all of them are still alive and walking the planet. And my grandma recently lost her life or passed away, I should say, um, earlier or late last year. And I was the first grandchild out of, or I am the first grandchild out of, I, I feel like it's about a hundred, maybe a little bit more than that. And we would go to my grandma's and grandpa's and we lived in Milwaukee. So I'm going back to my roots and my grandma and grandpa lived in West Bend. And it was about a 45 minute drive all freeway. And let me tell you, every time we went to leave my grandma's, I asked for bread because in my eyes as a young child, I thought the drive was infinity. So I thought I would starve if I didn't get some bread from my right home. <laughs> you know what? You know what that reminds me of? Like I live I live close to this park and it's it's a very active park. And if you walk the circumference of the park, it's about a mile and a half, about a, a little over a mile. And I see people walking around the park. And they have giant bottles of water, huge fanny packs. And I'm thinking, what do they think is going to happen in that one mile? <laughs> right, one mile. Like, is, would you encounter a drought and there's no water or food available where <laughs> you when you pass the tennis courts? Like, and it's just the weirdest how much people take. I so you eating and chomping on that bread like it was your last meal. Uh, and it asked you what was on it and you said maple butter. So I, it's funny because I was talking to my mom about your trip and she was giving me feedback on our podcast and all that jazz. And she wanted to know from your Canadian trip, what are one, maybe two stories that happened along the way that you could share? Because she says us old folk like good old folk stories. Oh, that's really nice for and your mom is a lovely lady and i thought when you were telling your wisconsin story you would have your wisconsin accent <laughs> only when i say bag or tag like if i say go get the bag or tag your it that's when you can hear my wisconsin accent <laughs> i can say bag and there's four a's bag <laughs> i'm jet lag like that <laughs> 
So the story is I took a train trip. I think we mentioned this on last week's podcast. I took a train trip across Canada with my two uncles. So they are brothers, and there's an 11-year difference in their ages. One is 75, one is 64, and both retired. And we were on this train from Vancouver to Toronto. So I was there to spend a lot of time with my uncles. And one of the things I had mentally prepared myself for was eating, uh, eating with them. Because my uncles have really deep-rooted idiosyncrasies when they're eating at, and they're ordering and eating in restaurants. And basically the short story is they are very annoying. So let me give you an example. Speaking of this bread, so we're ordering breakfast from morning and and the, the, the very nice uh, waiter lady, Holly, asked my uncle Bill, the oldest of the two, um, he, she takes his order and then she says, would you like white or brown bread? You know, we say wheat, but in Canada they say white or brown. So he thought about it for a moment. I thought, okay, here we go. I could see it on his face. And he just goes, quite dismissively, I might add, he just goes, whatever you have the most of. And I looked at the lady, Holly, and she's like, she's stunned. Like, and she's frozen, not stunned, she's frozen, thinking, okay, what do I do? And she goes, well, would you like white or white or brown? And he says, again, just whatever you have the most of. And so I look at my other uncle sitting next to him, and they, I'm hoping he intervenes because he has a little more, they're brothers, so he can be a little more snarky, you know, than I can. I have to be a little more respectful. And, and, and he goes, Bill, just which, which do you want? Wheat or, or, or uh, white bread? And he goes, I'll just, you know, make it easy. So whatever they have the most of. And by that time, I sort of lose my shit. And so I say, Unk, she's not going to go back there and do inventory. Like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so he says, he says, do you have sourdough? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I would have slapped him. I would have probably hit him <laughs> with bread. I would have slapped him with bread. <laughs> Please get him the wheat. Just, just. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why older people are so weird in restaurants. Like that. I don't like, listen. My mom. God bless her. You know, you said she's an amazing woman. She really is. She has a tendency to talk super soft in a loud restaurant where she is almost whispering to the waiter and the waiter has to like lean down and get a little closer and say, excuse me. And she's like, stop, 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 stop. I'm like, mom, mom, you're going to have to speak up. We're in a loud restaurant. No, like, don't be embarrassed to order your plain chicken. That's fine. Just move on. <laughs> and look, look, so then, okay, so we had five, five nights on this train. So there was breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And I had pre-prepared my uncles. Like, in our lead up to the meeting, to the train trip, I would, we had, in our little group text, I was telling them, I said, look, look, you freaks, the, 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 the train will not have all those specific types of meals and treats and, and, and meats that you want. They have what they have on the train. Like there's nothing else that's just on the train. My Uncle Bill goes, I, I'll, I'll keep it simple. I hear what you're saying. And we get on the train and like meal number three, there's some steak or something. There was always three choices for lunches and lunch and dinner, three entree choices. And he goes uh, to Holly again. It's like day three or so for dinner and there's the choices on the menu like there's there's always a vegan choice but there's always a vegetarian choice and there's a fish and then some other kind of protein and then he goes do you have oxtails 
<laughs> and I go, all right, we're not at a trade trip through the southern part of the United States. And the lady's like, oxtails. And then a, a, a group sitting behind us goes, have you ever had oxtails? And then they start this long conversation about oxtails because th this guy, he was from Florida. And so he had heard of oxtails, which is a it's sort of a, I don't know, it may be a modern delicacy because you know how these, these, these bougie restaurants take all this Southern food and make it all special and everything, but whatever. So all the while, Holly is just waiting for an order. And anyway, he decided on steak and it was just one meal after another like that. So I'm gonna tell you one more thing. So then my uncle Vernon, his deal is he won't order until he has seen what all the different options look like. And the way he does that, he looks at every other um, eater's plates around the restaurant. Oh my God, creep me out. <laughs> and, then, and then he'll say, so then he wants every meal to be family style. So he will generously say, okay, I'm going to order this. So then what you should order is this other thing. And I have some of that. <laughs> oh my God. And my thing is, I don't want to share shit. And I, I, Parish, I hear you. You're not in Italy. It's not like you're sitting down family. You're in Canada. <laughs> and the meals are prepaid for. So I would just go, just order two. You know, just get two things. They don't care. And then he goes, I don't want to. I just want some of this one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So then going back to my bread, I had maple butter because my own thing was if I'm going to Canada, I wanted some fresh maple, right? Just give me maple syrup. I mean, they are the land of maple. And so unironically, the first breakfast restaurant we go to in Vancouver, before we get on the train, we go to breakfast, we set up a nice little cafe diner thing and there's pancakes on the menu. And the lady comes over and my standard question is, do you have real maple syrup. I ask that in every American restaurant I go to if I'm going to order pancakes. And if they don't have it, I, I don't eat it. But I'm thinking, okay, in, in Vancouver and Canada, of course they have it. But I think, mm, I need to ask anyway, just to keep my streak alive. And there's no way my uncle's, right? And the lady goes, no, we don't. We have table, table syrup. And I about lost my shit. <laughs> so now, as my daughter Leah said, I turned into my uncle's. Like, I, <laughs> why don't you like this is Canada why isn't there real maple syrup and I'm <laughs> that's like going to Wisconsin and not having cheese yes like why would they do that like it, it was baffling so as we continued our trip I ended up coming home with maple butter maple syrup maple cookies and like maple flavored you know just random stuff candies and stuff so anyway it was a great trip with them well and I know we we started our podcast in the middle of a conversation that we were having about your bread, it's a reminder, a gentle reminder to our audience that that's all we'll be talking about is little bits and pieces of our conversations that Myron and I have shared over the past week. Um, and we go shallow. I mean, if you want, as Myron always says, if you want to have in-depth discussions from politics to social media to TV shows, we will not go deep on anything. Trust me with that. I don't have the, I don't have the brain capacity and the OCD uh, or the lack. I have the lack of OCD to stay connected for 45 minutes about one topic. So, you know, how about this past week? And speaking of voice memos, we had a lot of voice memos going back and forth. And stuff. The network to which this podcast belongs, the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network. 
like Craig Howard Jr. Really wonderful, nice, um, loving man. Very, very kind and everything. And over the past couple of weeks, he is, as he's growing his network, he has all of his shows doing a bunch of a bunch of things. And you and I, and I'm going to speak for both of us, we are older people shallow and we are used to, because we've been in management forever, we are used to people doing all these things for us. They <laughs> started asking for all this stuff, you know, different recordings and special clips and this and all this stuff and interviews. And both you and I lost our shit. <laughs> I started sweating. I was like, I didn't sign up for fucking to-do lists. <laughs> Talking to Eliane one morning, and she goes, "Okay, uh, because she is one. Of, she is the a chief CEO, chief operating officer of that network deal." She goes, "Okay, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this." And I go, "Hey, Eliane, let me just interrupt you for a second. Um, I don't work for you or Greg. Let's let's start there. <laughs> and if and if I do, then I got a lot. I got a I got a lot of questions. But if I don't, you know." leave me and Jen alone. Like, let us just do our little shit. And then, so she took it back to Greg and Greg being very kind, recognized that, you know, we're not, we're not professional podcasters. Like, look, you can still hear my notifications. I've been trying to turn my notification off, off now for a month. For a month. It goes back to your, you could even say technologically savvy last week. So I don't know if that, that can change in such a short amount of time. So yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't turn my notifications off. And you and you guys want all this higher level stuff. Like higher level. My I can't get my mic to work. You know, they tell me I need a new laptop from this Mac that I have. And it was, you know, it was so much. And I just thought, you know, I'm overwhelmed. I, I can't do it. Like it's it's too much. And then I thought, well, you know what? I've been a boss for a long time. One thing I can do is figure out who can do stuff. And hey, I, I know what I can't do. So I told her, I said, you got to go back to Greg and say, you got to lay off my energy because we cannot do all that shit, like, at all. No, no, I don't have the capacity to. And so I, you showed me Greg's message, and I thought, wow, that's really endearing and thoughtful, and he reacted in a positive way. So I was really, I was really excited about that. And then he also shared some rankings with us from our podcast. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yes. Shall we Shall we at least open up and share a little bit of those deets? Well, breaking news. What did the rankings show, Jen? That we were 25th in news commentary in the UK. Am I correct with that? Here we go. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Hello, Governor. Hello, mates. Hello. Hello to all fans out there. We love you. We've just lost all of our UK listeners. <laughs> listen, listen. I can tell you the boot and the, and the carriage. And I watch Bridgerton. You know what? I not only not only do I not have um, the ability to do any type of English accent from anywhere in England, I can't even discern. I cannot even discern like the different parts of England. You know how they have different accents and stuff. And the the most I could do is I can understand Adele. 
Yes, she's got a quick dialect. Hers is super, super fast. Like, let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. It's very, very fast. And then the Bridgerton is, hello, love. Get a spot of tea today. Like that. So mind you, I lived in England for seven or eight months when my ex-husband was stationed there. I've known you all these years. I did not know that. Or maybe I did not know that. You just didn't remember. Yeah, I lived there. And I'll tell you that... First of all, England is a beautiful, beautiful country and London is an amazing city. And I was able to travel through Scotland and we, I mean, to, to, to Cambridge. I mean, the little nooks and crannies within that country are really spectacular. So uh, the weather now, mind you, is not always bright and sunny like it is here in California, but um, I enjoyed it because the people were just so thoughtful. So I think hearing that got me super excited and of course, you know, uh, took me back to my roots. <laughs> that is that is really nice. And um, I think I didn't know that, but I had forgotten it. And um, I have not been to uh, across the pond to England. Um, not yet, anyway. I will go. And I've been to France, Spain, and Portugal. So I was all around England, but I did not visit the uh, American Netherlands. Um, but I, I will go. And I, I am like you, I'm very appreciative that we have listeners in England who have found that our, um, our show is to their liking. I mean, we, we do try really hard, like we're goobers and we're shallow, but you know what? We have a pretty good show. We do because here's, and I've received, I've received some feedback from multiple people, right? And uh, I have a girlfriend that I used to work with shout out um she used to work at Verizon with us and then she moved to she's going to be I think it's Maryland oh my god that would be so terrible if it's not but either way she sends me voice memos after she listens to segments of the show and my brother also does as well and what's interesting about my brother is that hey you need an update And I think you and I talked about this after our podcast in regards to Tennessee, I think it was, where um, the the law for marrying underage kids was overturned. Yes, yes. That is such great news. Yeah, I know, Danny. I'm glad to hear she's doing well and everything. And I love her feedback, like her feedback from her, from your mom. Like, we're getting really good feedback on how to make the show better. AJ, I want to go back to one thing on the England thing. You know, I've never been there, but you know, my first book um, that I published, um, Her Legend Lives in You, The Untold Story of the Goddess and Her Daughter, I have that book on audiobook, and I hired a voice actor who lives in England who does the audio for that book. Oh. English Connection. Her name is, give her a little shout out to Shandrika, Sandrika Shevley, and that's uh, C-H-A-N-D-R-I-K-A-C-H-E-V-L-I, and it's her voice that narrates um, my audiobook. So, and she has a wonderful, just a wonderful voice. So, just a plug to her, but also a plug to me. So, anyway, yeah, that's my English English connection. Wow. So, I, so it's safe to say that my connection goes deeper than yours. <laughs> uh, yes, but I go shallow. So, let's not forget. <laughs> and yeah. So, anyway, so back. I want to. Just circle back one more time to Greg. Greg, really, he responded in a very positive and um, very kind way, and he's helping us out. Um, he's let us do it, letting us do um, our thing, 
but also uh, encouraging us along the way and offering help and assistance and everything. Because I'm still working on my sound. Like my sound is probably messed up on this broadcast and this podcast. And I will have a new computer in another week or so. Um, I have a new microphone and I'm going to try different things, but it will get better. So um, just hang with us. Or just hang with him because <laughs> I'm loud and clear. I, don't, I mean, let's just let's, let's just call that one. You know, I might be a little competitive, but yeah. Okay. What, um, what's going on with your nephew? Oh, so <clears throat> let me tell you a little story first and foremost about my sister. So uh, my, I have two siblings. I have my sister and my brother. My brother is 12 years younger and my sister is 22 months younger than myself. And she has the grandchildren in the family. So she has two nephews or two boys, which are my two nephews. And my sister is, there's a lot of amazing things about my sister. And most recently over the past couple of years, she's been spending a lot of time uh, in, she's changed, she shifted her career. So she works for a prison. She's a dietitian, a clinical dietitian, works for the prison in a, a prison in California. She also has taken on intuitive eating. So she is an intuitive eating counselor. You don't say uh, a counselor. So she deals with, with individuals that are struggling with eating disorders on some level. And she is getting prepared to talk about a, to do a presentation for a college. And so <clears throat> presentation, now my sister's never been in presentation like you and I grew up in, in corporate America where we had to present our numbers and talk about our business. So this is the first time that she is doing that for a large audience over Zoom. And she has asked me and she's asked a couple of people to present where she presents herself over Zoom to family and friends. And of course, uh, I like to hear presentations. I like to provide feedback if I hear of any. And her presentation is on principles of intuitive eating. And there's 10 principles. I won't get into that because, again, we go shallow. But she's focusing on three of them. And what was interesting that I pulled from that presentation, I learned a lot. Every time she goes through it with me and teaches, she teaches me something. And I was unaware, you know, the whole BMI, body mass index. Now I might slaughter up some of the details and I might not do it justice by who the people are, but ultimately the BMI, body mass index is what been introduced to um, hospitals years ago, was really established for um, Eastern European men by a mathematician. So the BMI had no relation. It had to do with body mass index for, I, I, I want to say in Denmark or some, some country that this mathematician used to calculate uh, the body dynamic, nothing about weight or, you know, any sort of bias attached to it. And some doctor decided to take it with no, none, no research whatsoever and implement it into the, the medical field. And so to this day, people are using this BMI status to indicate whether you're obese or healthy or not healthy. And she is working with a community of clinical dietitians and doctors and to establish and change how weight stigma is established based on this BMI 
BMI um, statistic, which I thought was pretty fucking amazing to hear the back end of that. You know how you know how you always used to say, or we say today, always follow the money. It'll take you, give you the answer. She's following back the dynamic of the health industry and why diet culture has been created and then presenting that to college students, which I think is pretty amazing. And to do that as a full-time mom, you know, she's a full-time mom of two. She's divorced, uh, a business, a entrepreneurial business for herself and managing in this prison, you know, her full-time job and dealing with my nephews who are 14 and 12. And recently my wonderful nephew uh, got busted the day before Easter, skipping out, like sneaking out of the house to meet his girlfriend. He stuffed, he stuffed animals into the, under his bed and snuck out. Oh, he's 14. Oh, oh, he's been watching too much teen TV. Oh my God. It's oh. two o'clock in the morning. He got snuck out and somehow the back door got locked because my sister did something because of Easter. So I don't know all the details on it, but she locked it because of Easter baskets or something that clicked in her. I don't know what she did, but he couldn't get back in. Wow. Oh my God. Wait a minute. How, now how old is he? 12? 14. 14. So he's a teenager. Okay. So he did a very teenager thing, right? Dumb, impulsive, and clearly obvious, but he thought he was outsmarting people. Like classic. He totally did. You know why? It was his third time. He admitted to his dad that it was his third time doing it. Good God. Okay. So where is he going? What's he doing? So, well, he has no phone. Yeah, where is he going? Is he in prison with my sister? No. <laughs> he... I don't, I think at this point, they just took his phone away and just said, don't do it anymore. I mean, I know you and I, we talk about in our opening of the show is how I had the fortunate ability to watch you, knowing you for so long, having you raise a daughter and seeing how you interact and how she's growing up to be such an amazing, wonderful young woman who's got a good head on her shoulder. She's a fellow Pisces. So I, I, there's a level of love that I have for her because of that. And I it got me thinking, is that something, one, that she would ever do? Two, if she did, how would she not get caught? <laughs> oh my god so, so i'm glad he i'm glad your nephew's okay so um and it sounds like his parents are on top of it and i know your sister uh, she's very good at explaining things but i i'm wondering have you spoken to him and given him um the hell that you would bring i did i i asked him i said listen we live in a state and we live in a massive corridor that let's say i mean just i don't have statistics so if anybody wants them, I don't have them. But because we have the five, the 99, the 80, the business 80, we have this, this freeway of possibilities for a lot of sex, sex trafficking. I know somebody that works um, and volunteers in this field and Reading, which is up north towards Eureka and Chico and all that is a major throwaway, one of the biggest cities for that. Now I don't have stats, so please don't come at me, but if anybody has them, they can share them with me. And I told them, I said, listen, there are two teenagers sitting in a park at 2 a.m. Forget about what you're doing in that park. Like, and also that hickeys are gross. So don't let anybody ever suck on your neck again. Um, you are putting yourself at risk. You're a 14 year old young boy. 
and you're with a young girl in a park. Like get your shit and get your head out of your ass is basically what I told him. And I said, you did it three times because you didn't get caught next time. I'll be the one you're talking to. Good. That, yeah. I, I think that's good. And, and especially telling about the trafficking thing, because he, he has no awareness of that. And once you start sneaking out and doing things like that, then as a parent, you know, we have to, or auntie, we have to consider, um, not even consider, we have to tell our, kids introduce to them the dangers of the world yes you know they may have some knowledge but they don't have our knowledge so my daughter is 17 and to my knowledge she has never snuck out of the house um so she spends her time half her time with me half her time with her mom and if if she did do that you know i was thinking about that question and about your nephew and i think i would have to get with the boys' family, the parents, try to get us all together and get these two kids in the same room and talk about, you know, how that's wrong. Not blaming the the boy, or in or in his case, blaming the girl, but blaming them both. And then, with all the parents there or the guardians, whomever is there, I think I would have a full on deep one to two hour sex education uh, presentation. Yes. Talk about STDs, consent. Um, let's talk about um, condoms, birth control, and um, getting hard, having or- orgasms, like, you know, erogenous zones. I would go, I would go deep instead of shut <laughs> Make sure they understand, look, what you are doing is not new to us. We know this shit. And we're going to explain to you in great detail, not to scare them, but to give them awareness. Because I would preface it with, because you're doing this, now we need to make sure you are armed with all the information you need to have. And that information is, can be good, it can be neutral, and it can be ugly. We're gonna get, we're gonna get it all. And whether it's over you know, one hour or multiple visits, but I think we get that whole family together and make sure they understand that. So yeah, that's what I would do with my daughter. So she hasn't done that yet. But you know, my daughter, you know, she is, because of COVID, she, she went to high school for only a few months before the school was shut down for COVID. And so now she's a junior. So she missed um, most of her freshman year, all of her sophomore year, and now all of her junior year because she's at, she does school from home because kids have the option in her school district to either go into school or stay home. So she chose, and I'm okay with it, um, to stay home and, and do online. And it's been good for her, but at the same time, you know what? No proms, no dances, no, you know, meeting in the quad and just, you know, all that, all that stuff that comes with being a teenager in high school, all the, all the testosterone and all the, um, you know, you, you, all the hugging and touching that they all, kids that age do, just walking from class to class, all that stuff. She hasn't gotten any of that. That's crazy. So yeah, she's, she's one of those intelligent young women. I, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by her and I, that has a lot to do with how she's raised. So do you think she'll have any, not that you can speak for her, but you do, do you think she'll have any regrets not participating in some of like the dances and stuff like that? Um, I do, but I think it, it, it won't be for a long time. Cause she, the introvert side of her, the part of her that's not really even the introvert, but the part of her that, that relishes her time alone and her, um, time away from crowds it's not even sometimes it's not even time alone it's just away from crowds 
she she really loves that right now and it, it may not come into later you know maybe her 20s or so or, or 30s even where she goes oh you know what i do find joy in groups and crowds and stuff but she just has to find her way so but she is really smart i mean she she took she signed up and took the high the high school graduation test requirements that you required to take she did it now and she passed so actually she is already a high school graduate but she's continuing with her classes and stuff but she can stop anytime she wants wow and she now i know she does a lot of amazing things with school but she's been spending a lot of time the past how many years talking about amber turd and johnny depp like she could be their lawyer am i am i am i reading am i remembering that correctly what every time um, i pick her up you know from my mom we, we split time the first thing my daughter says let me give you an update on on johnny and amber turd as she as she and millions of you know people like her follow call her my daughter has a secret um I think it was done. I'm not sure if it was Instagram or Twitter. And she got blocked by Amber Heard. <laughs> and so Stop I was, it. I was like, what, what did you say? Like, was it inappropriate? She said, no, I just liked some comments that other people were saying. And so she just blocked. I was like, okay, well, whatever. So, yeah. So Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are in their second lawsuit. There was one in England um, that Johnny Depp lost. Um, but it wasn't about so much about their relationship, but it was more about, I don't know, some technical things. But then the, the, the lawsuit that's, the trial that's going on right now in the States is his 50 million defamation lawsuit against her and her 100 million counter suit against him. So they finally, um, her side is going at it and he's, on the, he's been on the witness stand for a month or for a couple of weeks. And I guess they have another um, week to go. But my daughter has told me, you know, she has read all the depositions. She has seen all the videos you know, everything over the past couple of years. And, you know, she, and she's even boycotting all Warner Brother movies because Johnny Depp was fired from Pirates of the Caribbean, but Amber Heard is still a mirror in the, uh, what is that movie? Uh, Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, and she, my daughter said, that's unfair because she's at that age. You know, fair is a big deal. But yeah, she gives me all the deets on Amber Heard that she pooped on Johnny Depp's bed once, that she cut off his finger, that she has admitted to hitting him multiple times and um, and encouraging him to self-harm on trigger warning. She's encouraged him to self-harm. Um, it's just some really, really ugly um, behavior by her. And apparently it's coming out in the trial part of that defamation because she has said her counter suit is that he has been abusive to her and that he has these drug and alcohol fueled anger attacks and that's what her counter suit alleges so it's ongoing right now and i but honestly i can't get past the fact that she pooped on his bed i mean i you know i i was having a conversation with somebody actually one of my girlfriends that i work out with and i i don't think and again i know we talk a lot of shallow bits and pieces and we i might make comments but i is there a percentage of more male narcissists or female narcissists because i my amber's behavior is leaning me towards she's definitely a narcissist and i you know i i don't know if johnny depp is as well but ultimately just some of our reactions when she was talking about slapping him on those recordings and oh my god i just felt so embarrassed for her 
and and for him she's even on the recording saying that um go ahead and tell your story no one's going to believe that you're abused and you know after he abuses it like exactly classic abusive um behavior <sighs> so i you know look uh, i mean we need to say abuse is not acceptable under any circumstances uh, most the predominant form of of abuse is not about in america but i i, I suspect it's everywhere is male uh, men abusing women, you know, men abusing girls, teenagers, women. So that's the predominant form of, of, of partner abuse. Now, there are, obviously, there is some abuse where women abuse their male partners. So I don't know all the details like my daughter does, but just in trying to catch up on it the last uh, few days, it really does seem like the power balance was she was abusive towards him and he was accommodating of her abuse. That's what it seems. Wow, I like that summary. And according to Google, with three decades of data from more than 475,000 participants, a new study on narcissism reveals that men, on average, are more narcissistic than women. Yeah, there you go. I, wow. Yeah, I totally believe that. Although, you're more narcissistic. <laughs> We're the outliers, no so. Did you? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, this, you know that lady named Leah Michelle who is in Glee and some other things, but um, there was a there was a, a, a Twitter thing about her in the last couple of days because apparently this is sort of convoluted, but there is a revival of the play, um, the Broadway play Funny Girl, and Leah Michelle has um, sang the Funny Girl song or songs on Glee at some point, and I don't know much about her, but I, as I understand it, she's a great singer. She can really, she has some pipes, but she didn't get that part. And I don't know if she went for it and didn't get it, or if the Twitterverse just feels she would have been great for that because she sang those songs on Glee. But the part went to um, this other lady, Beanie Feldman, who apparently um, cannot sing very well, according to the reviews of the show. Ooh. Apparently, according to the Twitterverse, her parents put up the money for, or a significant portion of the money for the play's revival in Broadway, and she got handed the job. Oh, my God. This sounds like a, what's that girl that got into college? Those two parents, like Felicity Huffman and... Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That is exactly what it sounds like. And she is getting, the Beanie Feldman lady is getting destroyed by the critics because apparently she can act the parts, but when it comes time to singing, she's a disaster. Now, some of that could be, that part is Barbara Streisand, right? She's the funny girl. And anyone, I mean, who can live up to Barbara Streisand? But it sort of went from being, being destroyed, getting the part because of nepotism and you know all that kind of stuff. And Lee Michelle being right out there available for that and already had proven she could sing. And now Beanie getting destroyed online for it. And Michelle, you know, the uh, Leah Michelle, not Michelle, but Leah Michelle out there, you know, the, the deal is that she's just sort of licking her chops over it because she knows that that could have been, should have been her part. Well, and, and I never watched Glee, so I don't know if she's a good singer or not, but do you think there could have been a possibility that she would have got the backlash to your point about Barbara Streisand? I mean, you have some 
you have some iconic legend to live up to. Would anybody fit the role? You know, nobody would fit the role. Like, no, you know, the, the, the New York theater scene would not be happy with anyone except Barbara Streisand. That's yeah. feeling. But it would help if the person could at least sing, right? Didn't she do some, didn't, so why did Leah Michelle then turn around and do a picture of her vagina? Well, you know, apparently she's friends with this guy, Jonathan Cross, who is um, a gay man. And the story goes that she once let him see her vagina using a desk lamp to give him an illustrative lesson and satisfy his curiosity in the female anatomy of a gay man with no practical knowledge of his particulars. And that's from um, the Twitter handle Discussing Film. So there you have it. I mean, that's a good friend. I mean, not the kind of friend I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking, I've known you for 20 years and you have not given me an illustrative lesson to satisfy my curiosity. Listen, most women don't even know what the vagina is all about. <laughs> vagina, the vulva, all of it. God, it's oh. funny. I was watching that um, show on Netflix. I think it's called like something passions or I don't know, something along those lines. And yeah. we all say the vagina, but really the vulva is the vagina. That's and so, we, yeah, I, I've heard that, that when we're saying the vagina, like you're saying, the vagina is inside, right? Right. Oh my. Funny. I know we had a conversation about that too on a, on a couple podcasts ago. So interesting. What a good friend. And just for the audience, that's not the kind of friend that I will ever be. So <laughs> next. You know what? And for the record, since the vagina is inside, I still have seen a lot of vagina. <laughs> Let's. Uh... <laughs> How about our girl? How about our girl getting sick? Oh my God, that came out today. So uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday, we just got word a couple of hours ago that Vice President uh, Kamala Devi Harris has come down with COVID. She has light symptoms. She is double vaccinated and boosted. But yeah, she came down with COVID today. Man, well, you know what? She's She'll get through it. It's interesting. You don't hear a lot of COVID cases. I was giving blood this past weekend and I asked one of the nurses that works in the hospital she said we still have cases there uh it's just not they're not in flux which is really good i mean and you i think you sent me something about 60 percent of americans have had covid or something along those lines yeah that's exactly what the cdc said um uh they had a report out today that 60 percent of americans have had covid and they believe that everyone has had some like it literally everyone so i think that's probably why there's some um loosening of um, the mask mandates and people being cautious and things like that. But I'm going to tell you something. I am not, um, I'm not going to stop wearing my mask. I'm going to continue to be cautious. And look, I told you last week how hard it was to get into and out of uh, Canada. And I'm going to just keep that same energy. And um, yeah, so, so yeah, so power and strength and healing to uh, Kamala Harris. And you know what? I'm going to say something about that, that conservative people, Tend not not all conservative people. Let's get that disclaimer before people lose their shit. But tend not to believe that COVID exists until a Democrat gets it. Then they're like, "Ha ha, you got COVID!" <laughs> oh my god, that's so right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, COVID is alive and well. Like I told you, right? That's oh. it. Ah, you got it. You had a mask, and it's like, oh my god, it's just god. 
we actually hey. were. So yeah, I hope she gets better. Um, hey, what are you watching on TV these days? You know, I just finished. My mom gave me a recommendation for the women in the window across the street from the woman in the window. Something with that long ass title. I saw that series. Yeah. Um, I finished it in a day because they're only like 27 minute episodes. And I love Kristen Bell. So I will probably, I normally watch anything that she's in. So I really enjoy her. And I figured this one out. So I figured out what, who the killer was in this show, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it kept me engaged because I did not, not want to finish it. And then along with my guilty pleasure of, of reality TV, selling sunset started and uh, holy fuck balls and i guess there's going to be a reunion they're going to have a reunion show like the real housewives do you know after the air and then they get them all together and then you know they read questions from the audience i'm hoping that's what it looks like but this season is fire and there is a woman on there from england um cheers cheers but i'm not a fan of hers right now not at all um so i will start that uh probably this weekend uh, um what i what I'm watching, uh, the last couple of days, Lee and I watched some old movies. So we watched the original War of the World sci-fi movie, which was really, I think it's in the 50s, a really great uh, special effects for the time. It's the old H.G. Wells story. Um, the only, I mean, it was really good. Martians come to the earth and start destroying stuff. And um, then the story focuses on this one little, actually they're in California, but some little town in California and it's all white people. So the Martians is killing all white people. And so, you know, I was like, well, I guess the white people either had enough sense to get the hell out of there or they killed us first. Or the white people killed us. I don't really know. And then we watched Logan's Run from the, I think that was 72, 73. And that is a trippy movie. So the premise of the movie is the, the world is sort of destroyed and living in this giant dome. And at age 30, you renew, they call it, renew. And they're, they're told that they start their lives over. Really, they kill everybody at age 30. And, and the Logan guy is one of the people who helped capture people who try to run away. And then he discovers that, you know, he's gonna die at 30 and then he runs, like he becomes a runner. And so it's, a, it's set in the future, but their future was, I don't know, 2040 or 2058 or something. You can order up sex on the phone, like just like now. And um, there's a lot of trippy drugs and it's just a real, real trippy deal. But you know, one of the other things about it, there were no black people. So black people were already gone. Like, you know, I was, we were watching and it was like, daddy, we're all the black people. I said, well, they already killed us and this is what they're left with, right? So our big takeaway was black people were gone. White people were like trying to be runaway slaves. And we all need to buy turtlenecks because that's the only thing people wear in the future, turtlenecks. <laughs> Steve Jobs was onto something. <laughs> they have turtleneck because that's it, a single color turtleneck, one piece, and then you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched any movies. You know what? I don't know. I don't know why I haven't watched movies. I haven't been interested in watching any movies because I've been trying to catch up on watching the wilds again because season two starts, you know, you got the Ozarks that are starting back up. And then the final season of Frank and Gracie, which, Oh my God, I love that show. And Katie, one of my good friends, you know, talked to me about it. And I thought, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Jane Fonda or Lily Tomlin. 
let me tell you, that show has me rolling. Those two ladies are funny, funny as fuck. So I, I'm, a, I'm sad about the final season, but I'm excited uh, it to, to be able to watch it. I think it's Netflix. They're, I think they only have like three or four TV shows that are more than four years or something like that. And this is one of them. So this is their seventh season. Seven. And how long are the episodes? Like thirty minutes or less. Okay, okay, I, I could do that. Yeah, funny, funny, funny. Okay, what about Mojito? How's Mojito doing? You know, uh, this guy alive and ticking. I mean, I was telling again. I've had a lot of conversations with my mom this week. So we go to bed around nine, nine fifteen. And he sleeps in my bed. I have kink size bed and he stays on his side. He's not, as I've stated before, this dog is anti-cuddle, cuddler, anti-give you loves. If you're in his presence, he finds a way to get out of it. So, but at night, he knows it's time to go to bed. And he, so he'll go, he'll I'll have him go potty before we go to bed. That's at nine o'clock. We get up around six. Sometimes he'll get up at five, but he'll get up at six. He will wait for me because we go for a walk every morning, 365, seven days a week. He'll wait for me in the backyard and will not pee until we go on our walk. I don't know who has the capacity at almost 11. He'll be 11 in October to hold your pee for that long. You know what? He's an old man like I am, but I ain't holding my pee like that. I mean, that's what, nine hours and then you wait. You know why? Because... He wants to pee on all the spots that the, that the dogs previously walked before him. He wants to let them know who the real king is. Wow. So he saves up his pee. So just so everybody knows, for our new listeners, Mojito is Jennifer's giant dog. Um, he's, a, he's a senior citizen amongst dogs. Senior citizen. And I got, you know, I, a couple shows ago, I said that I was that typical white chick that got a DNA test of what kind of dog he is. So he is 50% lab, 35% Staffordshire Terrier, and the remaining is Gordon Setter, which whatever. But he, from a lab perspective, he hates water. I think I have a couple scratches on my arms to prove that. And from a lab, uh, from a pit bull perspective, one of my favorite breeds, he is, likes to be an only dog. So he is, he doesn't want to share me. Although I don't think he likes me. He doesn't want to share me with anybody else. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> so we will, um, we try to post them. Uh, we got a request to post, post some links, things we talk about in our show notes. And also um, we try to post another picture of Mojito. We'll probably just keep a picture of Mojito in there. because As we gain listeners, people want to know about Mojito. Um, maybe we'll throw a couple other things in there. So. I think we've been on this long enough. We've gone shallow enough and it's been wonderful. Uh, our show, um, happy Friday. We release on Friday. We'll tell everybody happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And we hope to uh, uh, rate us. Don't forget to rate us. Rate us very high on whatever app you, where you listen. If you want to rate us low, don't. We don't yeah, and if you're high while doing it, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> if you got any feedback for the show, um, just know we're, we're working on making it uh, a lot more polished and everything, but we're only on show number four. So give us, give us a little bit of grace. We'll get better um, week after week. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's always good to get uh, caught up with one of my best friends 
through this, this platform and to share some of our antics that we talk about throughout the week. So thanks for joining us, mites. Yeah, so stay shallow. We'll see you next week. Peace out.